Hi, I'm William Chamberlain of the Popular Materials Department, and I'd like to welcome you today to a special interview that Clint Tatum and I did with Lauren Janes. Lauren Janes is a professional stuntman who was Steve McQueen's stunt double for his entire 23-year career. On Saturday, June 12th, at the Downtown Public Library at 2 o'clock, we'll be showing Bullet, starring the king of cool himself, Steve McQueen. But first, an interview with Lauren Janes. The first question I was wanting to ask you was, I was watching an interview with Lee Marvin once, and he said a stuntman's job was to make the actor look good. Uh, you're a professional stuntman. How would you define what a stuntman does? Well, a stuntman doubles a star, and he has to be the same height and so forth and so on, but he has to do everything that the star can't do, and most stars can't do it. A Steve could probably do 10 or 15% of his stunts, maybe. He was, he, was, he was a good guy, but most guys couldn't even do anything at all. So the stuntman, whenever the, the actor does something, the stuntman does the whole thing. He has to look like him, drive like him, and then do everything exactly like the guy. Like when I was doubling Steve, I'd run just the way he would run. And if somebody else ran a different way, I'd run that way. So a stuntman has to really do a good job and do what he did. And I did it. I did worked in 500 films, 2,100 television shows, and I did it 50 years, and I never broke a bone. And that's because I never drank, smoked, used dope, and I kept in good shape and went to two Olympics. And, and so I, and keeping in shape was really a good thing. Um, next question is, how did you get into stunt work? Well, <laughs> I was teaching uh, calculus and trigonometry in a high school, and one of my calculus parents was a big shot at MGM and he came home one night and he was saying, geez, we're trying to find somebody to do an 80-foot dive off a cliff at Catalina and the ones that can't do it aren't available. And so my teacher said, well, my instructor's a diver, my calculus instructor. And he says, really? So the next day I got a call and they said, can you come down and interview us? And I said, well, so I went down and interviewed them and they hired me for a week. So I went back to the principal and said they wanted me for a week. And he said, no, no, you go do it. You go work in the film and that's good. So I went over and did the dive, and um, it was 80 feet, and, uh, and I went, I was getting ready to do it, and they said, what, uh, what is this? How, uh, I said, it's 80 feet, and he said, yeah, and I said, well, the water looks good, he says, but I said, I'm not going off here until I go down and look at it. He says, no, you can't do it, it'll take you two hours to get there, and I said, I'm not going off until you do this. So I went down, took me two hours to get down there, and I went to the thing, and under the water, there was a shelf that went out 30 feet to 4 feet down. So it would have killed me. So I said, no, no. So I picked another spot that was 90 feet, and I did the dive, and that worked out great. And then I went back to teaching school because my mother was an opera singer, and my sister was an opera singer, and I was what I was studying to be was an opera singer. So I went back to teaching school and, and learning how to... Uh, thing and then uh, I got another call another call and pretty soon uh, it felt pretty good so I said okay I'll do it and so I did it 50 years and I just quit five years ago I'm 78 and so I've had enough um, in doing research I read you were nicknamed one take James how did you acquire this nickname well when I when I do something I'd figure it out ahead of time and figure out how to do it and then when they said do it, I would do it in one take, and that's how it's called One Take James, because I'd do it in one take, and that would be it, and they would print it, and, and I'd go on to something else. So I always did everything in one take and really did it right, and, and they liked that, so that was good. In your long career, is there a stunt um, you're most proud of in a particular picture? 
Well, everything I did in Bullet, I was really proud of that. And I did a stunt in uh, How the West Was Won. I leaped off a train going 30 miles an hour and hit a cactus and went over a cliff. And uh, I, I've done so many different stunts, it's hard to say which one because, you know, over 500 films, I can't remember them all. But I really did a lot of great stunts. Okay. You worked on Spartacus, which was directed by Stanley Kubrick. Do you have a story or an impression while you worked with Mr. Kubrick? Yeah, I worked with him on, I worked on that show uh, 14 months, doubling Kirk Douglas. There's a book that was put out about Kubrick, and about the 175 pages in, they talked about some of the stuntmen, and they mentioned my name, the stuntmen that were on it, and we told how we thought about him, and we thought he was a crazy guy, and he didn't know what he was doing, and nobody in the, the crew didn't like him, nobody liked him, the only one that liked him was Kirk Douglas. He, he just he didn't know what he was doing. He, he was just a terrible director, and we all... So anyway, everything they put in that book about what we said was true, and I don't know how they got it, but they had it in there, and it really showed what we thought of him and the whole thing. In fact, the, the, the head director didn't like it. Nobody liked him. In 1980, you worked on The Big Brawl, which was Jackie Chan's American debut, and Jackie Chan is noted for doing all his own stunts. I'm curious... Was there ever a problem between him and the stuntman doing the stunt work? No, he did it all himself, and that's the way he did it. And we were there to protect him and look after him, and he did a great job. In fact, after that, they had a, a trampoline on the ground, a little one, and he'd hit that and do a, a one-and-a-half somersault and land, and land on his feet and drive around and get up. And everybody was doing I was just standing. He says, come on, Warren, you got to do this. I says, no, no. And he says, come on, you got to do it, you got to do it. So I went and I hit the tramp and just went feet first and just did a little thing. And he said, no, no, come on, you got to do something more than that. So I went down, I did a double somersault and hit it perfect because I was a gymnast. And he says, oh, my God. And I was much older than him. And so for the next eight years, I got a Christmas card from him. And it said, to the old stuntman. And he sent me a Christmas card every year. <laughs> Another movie you worked on was Fire and Ice, directed by Ralph Botsky. And uh, what was your responsibilities working on the, an animated film, and how does working on an animated film differ from a regular feature? Well, it, it, uh, they had us doing stuff, and running and doing stuff on vines and, and stuff, and they just had ropes and everything on the stage, and then they did everything else by the, the, the artist did everything else, but I directed the whole thing and, and, and uh, played a part and then directed everything. Um, just also on that particular movie, it, um, Fire and Ice was the only movie that fantasy and science fiction artist Frank Fazetta worked on. And I saw Ralph Boschke once, and he said he used to tell the stuntman how to perform the stunts. Do you recall anything about working with Mr. Frazetta? Yeah, he was there. He was a great guy and a great artist. He'd come over and say, this is what I want. And I said, okay, we'll, that's the way we'll do it. And so we did everything that he said. And then a couple of times he said something, I said, we can't do it that way, but we can do it this way. And he says, okay, fine. And so we did it, and everything went fine. Okay. Um, it's, you were Debbie Reynolds' stunt double on How the West Was Won, and I was just wondering, is it, how dangerous was it to do um, the stunts in drag? Oh, <laughs> well, he, he, he was going along in a... In a, in a and a wagon, and the thing hit a bump, and she fell out. So I fell out, 
and went all the way down and hit the ground and she had this long skirt and I got up three times and tripped on the skirt trying to get up and then they ran 120 uh, horses over me and I didn't get hit and I went through the whole thing but uh, tripping on that skirt was really a tough stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was there and I kept tripping on it when I got up. Yeah, I've got that movie at home and the special features has, you know, of course your home movies from the making of that. Did you often take home movies on the pictures you worked on? Yeah, I did it for several of them. I did it on, uh, on uh, the Sand Pebbles, and um, uh, oh, I, did a, I, have, I have 11 pictures that I did it on, and then somebody saw my films, and they said, hey, that's a good idea, we're going to do that. So now they have somebody that takes pictures of moving the pictures, and the stuntman can't take our cameras on the set, but I have 11 films that I did that on, starting with Swiss Family Robinson and the whole thing. Well, we're on Swiss Family Robertson. We have a book in the library called Stuntman. It's by Yakima and Knut, and uh, you worked on that film. Just He's such a legendary figure. Um, could you tell us something about Yakima Knut? Yeah, he was, a, he was a great Western guy. He did everything he did was Western, and uh, he did some stuff on, on, on uh, a stagecoach and stuff that nobody else has ever done, and he really did a great job. He, he was really great for Western stuff. That was the best he was at. Yep. I was going to ask you a question about uh, Runaway Train, which you made in uh, 1985. Uh, what were the challenges of working in uh, such an uh, extreme climate and using uh, moving trains? Well, it was really funny. We did a lot of stuff on top of the train and so forth, it was 70 below zero and snowing outside, and we were on the top of the train, and we were all doing everything. It was really crazy. In fact, the guy that got the Oscar for that, he went, he got his Oscar. Uh, oh, who's in, who was the guy that was starring in it? Um, John Voight. Yeah, John Voight. And when he got his Oscar, he says, this is a great thing, but he says, the guy that really destroys is the stunt coordinator, and he mentioned my name, and he went 10 minutes about everything I did and what I did for him and so forth and so on, and that's the first time a stuntman has ever been mentioned on the Academy Awards or anything else. In fact, they won't give stuntman anything on the Academy Awards because the studios say the, the, they do their own stunts, and the stars say they do their own stunts, and they don't want anybody to know they're stuntmen, so that's why we're never in the Academy Awards. I also wanted to ask you about, as far as like being a stunt creator, uh, working with a director. I mean, wh how is that relationship? I mean, where do you come in on the film? Do you start? I mean, do you get the script? Oh no, yeah, we we get a script, and I go in, and I'm probably on the film uh, four weeks before they even start shooting, and I sit with the director, and we go over all the stunts, and I tell them what we need and what we don't need, and and how to do it, and I and I tell them how many stuntmen I need for for each guy, the one that they need to double and I tell them who the guys are and what they can do and so forth. And so I'm on a, a picture oh, four to five weeks before we even start shooting, working with the director to get everything done right and get the right stunts and what kind of stunts he wants and the whole thing so that we, we really work a long time before we even get on the picture. How as far as like the creativity goes, as far as, what, what, as, far as you putting together the stunts, are you allowed to have a lot of creative license in that? Or? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, a lot of directors, they tell you what they want, and that's it. And other directors said, this is what we want. You go ahead and do it any way you want. You think it looks best. And so uh, a real good director will say, this is what we want, but you do what you think is best and fits because this is what we're trying to do, and they tell us what it is, and then we work it out, and they, they always love what the stuntmen do. 
Okay. Uh, you were Steve McQueen's, like you said, stuntman for 23 years. His last yeah. movie was The Hunter, and there's a memorable stunt in that which McQueen hangs off an L train while moving. Now, I'm curious, that was you, wasn't it? That was me doing the whole thing. We went 55 miles an hour through Chicago, and I went out on this thing, and uh, because I had to move around, I couldn't put anything on my grip. So I was a gymnast, so I had a good grip, so I, I did everything myself and did the whole thing, and we went through 55 miles through Chicago my doing that whole thing. I'm curious, how long does it take to set something like that up? Well, they they did it with uh, we did it three days, but they had they shot some with a cat with a, uh, a helicopter. Then they shot some on the train. Then they shot some down on the ground. They had different things, so we had to go along and do that whole thing with it, whatever their cameras was. Okay, in 1961, you co-founded the Stuntman's Association of Motion Pictures. Could you tell us what that organization does? Yeah, when we first started it, uh, I was working on a film, and we had. Uh, ten, ten Marines and ten stuntmen having a big fight. And we went three days and couldn't get the fight. And so one of the producers in that was uh, came up to me, he says, you know, this is terrible. He says, we've been three days trying to get this fight and he can't do it. And I said, well, I said, you have a stuntman on each side and the rest are extras. Extras? He said, yeah. We should have stuntmen. So I gave him the names of stuntmen and they called him. We did the whole thing the next day in, in one and a half hours. And he says, you, you should have something so that people know where the stuntmen are. And I said, okay. So another guy and I went and we spent five nights spending on how to do it. And then we got six other guys to come in and give us name of all the real stuntmen in the business. And we, and we had a big meeting at the Screen Actors Guild and, then it, and got a, a, a president and so forth. And we went 11 years before somebody else tried, tried to start another one. But it, what it is is that everybody knows where the stuntmen are and who they are right now because they're in that group. Is it true that on the film Never So Few, as a practical joke, Steve McQueen set your trailer on fire? And could you please give details? On that thing, I, I was doubling Steve McQueen, and I doubled Charles Bronson, and I doubled Frank Sinatra on that. I did all three of them, but they were all different stunts. And we had little Taylor trailers so that we could get in and sleep. So I went into one, and it had a little thing, and I was sleeping in there. And I heard Frank and Steve and uh, Charlie saying, hey, let's, let's put a bunch of these together and open up and throw them in and, and just to, to wake him up. So I heard that, and I went out the other door, and I went around, and they threw it in, and the whole thing blew up. And the whole thing caught on fire and so forth. And they said, oh, my God, we've killed them. And I said, no, you didn't. I heard you, and I got out. And they laughed at me, and they started going after me, and I, they couldn't catch me because I could outrun them. So anyway, so then it was a big deal, and they all laughed about it. <laughs> well, you had started making movies in the mid-'50s, and I guess the last movie you made was Spider-Man. What, what are the, have the changes been in that time? And have they been good for the good or for the, for the worst? They've been for the bad because now... They put a, an actor on a green screen, and he moves and does all this sort of stuff, and then they put it in the movie, and they have all this stuff going around and things going off and rockets and everything, and everybody's laughing because they know that the actor is right there doing it, and they know, they know he can't do it, and they can't believe it, and it looks so terrible it doesn't do it. There, a friend of mine runs the CSI thing, and he said he's hiring half the stuntmen they used to because uh, they just, they don't, they do it all with the stars now on a green screen, and then they put all this stuff around them, and it just looks terrible.
I'd like to thank Lauren Janes for doing the interview with us. And remember, come to the Nashville Public Library at 615 Church Street in the main auditorium on June 12th at 2 o'clock to see Bullet. Hope to see you there. And remember, it's free.